Ladies and gentlemen, it is one month until Star Wars The Force Awakens hits theaters, and you're listening to Star Wars Report's brand new podcast. It's Star Wars Tonight. Every day we're counting down the days till the next movie hits theaters. We have a great show talking about the expectations of The Force Awakens right now. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Riley Blanton. I'm the host of the Star Wars Report podcast. So glad you've tuned in to, uh, today. One month. One month, ladies and gentlemen. It is November 17th. Episode 2 of Star Wars Tonight starts right now. I'm joined by a very special guest. He is the Tuesday co-host here at Star Wars Tonight. He's going to be with us every week until the film premieres. We will be sitting in the very same theater, in fact... In Austin, Texas, when we see the next Star Wars movie, I'd like to welcome to the program the the head honcho over at Geek Out Loud, the Gulliverse Network of Podcasts, one of my podcasting heroes, and I'm so fortunate to call him a good friend. It's Steve Glosson, everybody. Hello, hello. So glad to be here. Star Wars tonight. Yeah. Star Wars right now. Star Wars forever. Absolutely, man. How's it going? It's going. I'm so tired right now, Riley. <laughs> oh, really? Well, sir, you you could have fooled me. I like the energy. I feel like we're off to a good chart. That's I, I shoot for a complete and utter deception when <laughs> I'm on uh, when I'm on the podcasting airwaves because I want people to not realize that I'm I'm dying a little bit inside every breath I take because I'm so flipping tired. But that's fine. Well, well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we appreciate it. And if you're co-hosting with this episode, we appreciate it. So thanks, Steve. <laughs> we, you know, you've made it. Oh, man. Happy Life Day, Riley. Yes. Happy Life Day to you, sir, which I didn't even realize it was until uh, we got on air here. But yes, indeed. Happy Life Day to everyone. November 17th, I did some uh, digging around to make sure that that was the case. And sure enough, November 17th is when it uh, the holiday special aired originally in the u.s the one and only time uh, <laughs> that, that year and so um so we celebrate today uh life day a, a day of peace mm-hmm. a day of ha okay no i'm not gonna do it all right well folks uh today's not, topic I like, go ahead what do you know the words uh well, yes a day of harmony a mm-hmm. day of joy we all can share yeah. together everywhere i'm doing a, i'm totally doing the william shatner version of this you have a life day robe I do not. I do not. Uh, Are you sure? I I I'm very sad to say. That all I you need, not. I tell you what, all you need is a red snuggie. I've got a red uh, sweater. That doesn't really count, though. Whenever, whenever I used to see those, because back in the day when they first started doing the snuggie thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, the uh, you're a big fan, I hear. No, I hate them. <laughs> but the colors were like blue and red, and they would show people walking around the red snuggies, and it looked like. They were coming from a life day celebration. It kind of did. So yeah, and always looked way too comfortable. Like there's no piece of clothing that can make you that that happy with your existence. Uh, well, I mean, look, I'm not a fan of the snuggies. I feel like 
the idiots on the commercials need to learn to use their arms even if they are under a blanket. Uh, so. fair, fair enough, sir. Fair enough, sir. I feel like we've cleared uh, that 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 pressing issue up, and uh, you know what? I think uh, I think that gonna that's gonna put this uh, episode in the can. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to this. No, I just wanted to hear Carrie Fisher sing. Oh dear Lord. You know, it's it's so it's like close. It's sort of like Barney Fife in the old Andy Griffith episodes. <laughs> what do you mean? If you ever watched the Andy Griffith show, so this is like one listener. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Don Knotts has the perfect singing just off tone voice. And that's Carrie Fisher is basically the Don Knotts of the holiday I don't know, special. Look, I don't blame Carrie Fisher. I blame the the music composition in this instance because they tried to make all of those holiday special sounds those songs sound like uh, Star Wars music. That's true. Well, not to sound, they use the main theme. Use those themes, yeah. And 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 they would slow them down here. They would do you know speed them up there, and so it made it hard to sing along. These aren't these aren't themes that are meant to be sung to. <laughs> no, so, they are not. Yeah. No, they are not. Especially not random words. I don't know. It's just it's very weird. It's a, it's a the holiday special is something I didn't realize existed until I got on the uh, internet. Same for me. And I'll tell you what, uh, who knew that uh, all these years later, people, uh, at least there's some sort of internet uh, holiday out of it. Um, like every, like so many other things. But uh, but let's jump to today's topic. Uh, okay, every topic, day is an internet holiday. This is true. Um, the topic at hand today is... Oh, I'm sorry. Did the, I derail the podcast before we got going, Riley? Is that how I that feel like... Worked? No, no. I feel like that, um, that it was... Worth it? With the first, the answer is yes. But the but the second part is <laughs> <laughs> that yes, it's worth it because I feel like you know it need it's it's the day, it's okay. it deserves some respect. Right. Uh, I think we've given it more than enough of it already. Um, so, uh, but today we are talking about the Force Awakens, specifically something that I was thinking about. Um, there have been a number of articles out uh, recently talking about how it looks like indications are that Lucasfilm will not be doing any early press screenings, at least to the awards uh, groups in early December, maybe not even for uh, press in the week of. And it kind of, it's, it sparked a little bit of conversation online about what is the role of, of the critical reaction to Star Wars The Force Awakens. And I thought that would be a good, interesting little topic for today because, uh, Steve, do you think it's, uh, I have a twofold question for you today. Is The Force Awakens a success, depending on, you know, however you choose to measure that, Mm -hmm. dependent upon it touching popular culture in the same way that A New Hope did way back in 77, both in terms of critical reaction and in terms of box office reaction. I know those are kind of two different, uh, two different prongs that we can tackle. So I'll, I'll pass that ball to you and say, is that the case? I, well, Riley, I think in some ways that's an unfair question. Um, I think that you can't compare Star Wars now to Star Wars in 1977. Um, because Star Wars in 1977 was something completely new and unexpected that no one had ever seen before. It was taking the old ways and making them new again. It was taking those old serials that George Lucas grew up and loved as he was a kid and 
and he turned those into a space opera, a space western, whatever you want to call it, and and developed this mythology. So critically, and critically, as I recall, as I've seen some of the reviews of the original Star Wars are a little bit mixed here and there. Um, depending on where you would go for your reviews, they were a little bit mixed and, you know, some people just didn't get it, but it captivated the hearts and minds of audiences so that by the time you roll around Empire, everyone was looking forward to it. And I think Empire got pretty positive reviews. I, you know, I, I remember watching, uh, Siskel and Ebert for Jedi and, um, and hearing them talk about it. And as I recall, they both kind of liked it, but, um, but I think to say, will this be the same? Will it have the same kind of impact? No, it's a different era. It's a different time in history. Um, you know, everyone it, it, everyone held the prequels to that kind of uh, scrutiny. And the prequels, not, not thinking about the different era that, that things were happening in, which the prequels kind of became an eerily similar you know, an eerie reflection of the times, you know, as well as kind of even Star Wars was kind of a reflection of, of what the times Star Wars was a reflection of what the times needed. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the prequels became kind of a a dark, an eerie reflection of, of the times in which they were released in some ways. Um, and so I think with the force awakens, you have to just kind of look and say, it's it's new Star Wars, period. I, because Star Wars, it, just having the name Star Wars changes everyone's approach to it. I don't care how jaded a critic you are. I don't care how fresh a critic you are. The name Star Wars applied to something changes everyone's approach to it because you're looking at it in the in the scope of this larger universe. Yeah. Um, so I think you. I th- I think that when it comes to comparison of that original. I don't think that's a fair thing to begin to ask in that way uh, because I don't think that there's anything in the culture today, and, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anything in the way that culture is done today that can take the world by storm and change popular culture the way that Star Wars did in 77. I think that is, that's such a fair point because the, it is such a different time. And 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 while the marketing and J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy can assure us so much of the original trilogy magic that they're uh, attempting to recapture, it's still different. And I and I think I think it it has the potential to uh, touch the culture in a way that's very different, but just as significant. And I kind of, in my view, as a Star Wars fan, that's what I'd love to see. I mean, I'm gonna. Uh, it's pretty much impossible. Uh, I'll be totally honest. Pretty much impossible for me to be objective. I love this universe too much. Mm-hmm. I I I love Star Wars, but the as a separate, you know, wrap that little present, uh, wrap that little present up, separate present. I think it would be amazing if this movie kind of catches the word of mouth and has the lasting power that's evidenced by a huge box office that something like, say, a Guardians of the Galaxy did, which had a kind of middling opening weekend, but it was so popular, it just stayed at the top of the box office for so long. And that's really what I'm, I'm hoping to see beyond just the Star Wars fan who's going to love this movie already because I love the universe. Well, you know, you, you mentioned, you used a great word, you're not going to be able to be um, objective. I, I don't think that anyone will be. 
I think we all carry our own sensibilities about Star Wars going into this thing. Yeah. And and I think that part of and you also mentioned this that you know Abrams and company have been talking about um you know and and a lot of the marketing has revolved around the throwback to kind of the original trilogy feel of things. I think that kind of hinders this movie from being able to be the impactful thing on pop culture that the original was because now you're acting from a place of nostalgia rather than fresh creation, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and not that there's anything wrong with that, and I don't want to seem like I'm coming down on anything, but the truth of the matter is um, that I feel like what George Lucas had is something that no one else who approaches this property will have ever, and that is the distance from it. Even yes. though he created it, he had a certain distance from it in as much as he didn't love it the way that fan, he wasn't a fan of it the way that we are fans of it. You know, he was, he was able to let things go or to add things in or to, or to change things or to not, he had no expectations as he went into things. And that's something that a fan has never been able to have uh, because we're just, we we're different. Are you playing me out, Riley? I, it's 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 that time, but I, we've I, only been going for like fifteen minutes. That's the that's the show, man. It's not the show. <laughs> I didn't sign on to be played out. The <laughs> middle of, there's so much more. I to say. I feel like it's it's accentuating your point, sir. There's so much more to say. <laughs> Is this a vodcasting revolt I'm having on my hands? Yes, yes, listen, because you also mentioned the financial aspect of it. Okay, oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right. <clears throat> we're, we're, there's so much here because here's the truth. If it's not financially successful, that affects the future of Star Wars in a big, bad way. And if it's not critically successful, but it is financially successful, then I don't think what critics have to say matter at, at the end of the day. But I do think that what fans have to say are going to carry over into your Rogue One, into your Episode Eight, and beyond. That if the fans aren't happy then we'll begin to see a slight decline in their reaction to and their willingness to go immerse themselves continuously year after year after year after year into this universe. So um, so I think that's vital. And, and you know, Lord, Riley, I'm sitting, I was driving home worried that, you know, we needed to go to like 5.30 and I'm like, have I got all my points made? I'm I'm laying out points. I've got tons to say. <laughs> laying me out. Well, actually, and I feel like, I, I feel like it should, um, be uh, I, I should have done a better job of ex- of explaining, and it's and it's purely my my deal in terms of just what's sustainable in terms of daily content creation. <laughs> um, but no, but I I would never want to want to cut you off, sir. So um, I'm I'm glad you put a stop to that nonsense. Can I play my Ewok music now? Oh no, listen, Riley, it's your show. You do it however you want. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Another episode of Star Wars Tonight is in the can. Thank you so much for tuning in. We had a, had a great time. Steve, I uh, really appreciate you coming on and really looking forward to this uh, continuing countdown to the movie. Oh, I'll have a lot less to say next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, it's Star Wars every day, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep it sustainable, man. But what's funny is that uh, it, you weren't the only one. Uh, Justin had so many great points uh, on the very first episode as well. So who knows? Maybe this is just going to turn into like a 30-minute-to-hour show every day. Daniel and Indy in the chat says, at this rate, we can't develop inside jokes. <laughs> 
I mean, it could be a problem. Um, all right. Well, Geekoutpodcast.com. I was going to say, yeah, wh- where do you want to send folks? If they like Star Wars, what do they want to find out from Steve Glosson? Oh, well, for me, nothing. Uh, I was going to say if they like Star Wars, go to StarWarsReport.com or RebelForceRadio.com. Uh, Geekoutpodcast.com, that's where everything is that I do, from Geek Out Loud to our Rebel Yell, which we look at uh, Star Wars Rebels on a weekly basis, uh, to everything in between is there, geekoutpodcast.com. Absolutely, man. Definitely do so. And also follow Steve on Twitter. It's at Steve Glosson. And you can also follow at Geek Out Loud. I'm on Twitter as well. It's at The Riley Guy. And uh, if you like this show and you want to get notifications of when we're going live and uh, and what the show topics are, or even vote in Twitter polls, that's a brand new thing. Uh, you can follow the show. It's at Star Wars Tonight. Again, that's at Star Wars Tonight. The email is starwarstonight at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to put the wraps on this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, until tomorrow, with Amy Ratcliffe, when she comes on, uh, I'll see you guys later. And may the Force be with you. The, that's the hard rocker Ewok theme. They, they were they were rocking out there. Oh, uh, man. See, like, I, 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 I'm sorry to play you off like that, man. I didn't... Uh... It's fun. I was like, why is he playing music? It's only four, It's only 5.25, and I thought this was a 30-minute show. No, no, man. It's uh, 10 to 15, in and out. <clears throat> well, uh, now I know, and I, I will be... I'll be more prepared for that next time. I, I shouldn't. I sh- maybe I should have made that a little bit more concisely clear instead of just like including the press release to everybody. <laughs> well, that's what I, I. But I just thought thirty minutes. I thought oh five to five thirty. Yeah, no, that's and that's usually the block of time between pre-show and post-show. That's kind of like generally just depending on my homework load and stuff like that. Um, I can block about thirty minutes a day on it. So, okay. but that, no, that actually worked out great, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs>